Hello and welcome to e-commerce in the age of COVID-19, bringing you discussions with e-commerce thought leaders about the challenges and solutions they've encountered. I'm your host, Sam Kellett. Our episode today features a conversation with Bruno Jeffrey, head of marketing for UK fashion brand True Vintage. Beginning as a business operated from a university bedroom, True Vintage's success with branded vintage clothing has led to partnerships with companies like Tommy Hilfiger, participation at London Fashion Week, and collaboration with companies such as Polaroid. This is my conversation with Bruno Jeffrey. I'll be back at the end of the episode to wrap up. All right. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us here today, Bruno. Thank you for having me. I, you know, first off, I would love it if, if you could just give an introduction of yourself and an idea of what your day-to-day job looks like. Sure. Um, so I'm Bruno Jeffrey. I work for a company called True Vintage, which is an online vintage clothing site, and I am the head of marketing. Um, so my general day-to-day is I oversee the Facebook and Instagram ads, so our, our customer base is mainly between the ages of 16 to 30. So um, yeah, those two platforms are huge for us. Um, so working closely with our creative and design teams to make sure we're getting um, fresh and relevant content put in front of our customers and potential customers is really important for us. Um, sure. And then also working with, uh, on our Google ads. So again, Google Shopping is quite a big platform for us. And then our email content, um, especially recently, we, we've been sending out a lot of email campaigns. Um, we also have our own app, so sending out push notifications and, again, just trying to create new content and keep it fresh for our customers. So of yeah, course. That's, that's generally it. Of course, yeah. I've seen – well, I, I, I imagine the uh, the coronavirus has uh, has made some big changes to your regular day-to-day. Uh, yeah. Is there anything to point out for it? Um, so in terms of like just as a team in general, so um, we were obviously a bit worried about what was going to be happening with the business and everyone was a bit uncertain. Um, so yeah, I've, I'm one of the ones who's been working from home the whole time. And of course, usually our, we're, we're such a manual operation in the sense that we need everyone in the office because we have to photograph a certain amount of items and list them every day. So it's been difficult in that sense in that a lot of the operation staff are now working from home and there's been a bit of a switch around in terms of roles. So now we've got our CEO, Rory, who's in uh, the office packaging. So it's almost like a bit of a throwback for him. Um, <laughs> He's there in the office right now, like actually putting it all together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we're, we're quite lucky in the sense that um, we've like the company was built on uh, friends from university. So there's a certain section of people who live together, who work together. So they're going into the office and making sure all the operations are running, which is really good. I really like that. But yeah, in terms of us working from home, um, we're on constant video calls and trying to keep the communication up. It's it's been difficult, but we're getting there. You should add a picture of, uh, of Rory putting these packagings together to the newsletter. I feel like that would be more authentic than a lot of the company things they're sending out. Yeah. Yeah, especially when we've got all these orders going out. It's the picture of him holding them. Oh, yeah. Great. 
personally <laughs> packed by the CEO. <laughs> exactly. Uh, now, have you made, uh, in your role specifically, some changes to the way you've been marketing, like in, in the tone, like we were just saying, of your messaging or, or the ad spend you're doing? Yeah, so in terms of um, ad spend, so when, when the whole thing came about, I think our customers were a bit unsure about whether they'd be able to shop. So we saw in a, a dip in revenue to start with. Um, yeah, I think there was just that level of uncertainty about whether people would have the wages and um whether online shopping would work with couriers etc so um we saw our facebook ads see a bit of a dip as well so naturally we decreased our facebook ad spend as well in line with that um, and our plan was to mainly focus on email marketing and push notifications but mm-hmm. after like clo- closely monitoring for about a week or so we saw another rise in um the roas for our Facebook ads. And I guess it was probably in line with people receiving more information from their governments and stuff like that. Um, okay. So we back up. Yeah. So we increased our budget again and we mainly put it around. Um, so we based it on people being sat at home and they're going to be on Instagram a lot. So we put yeah. more budget towards uh, people who had engaged with our Instagram and um, page and posts. Enough. So yeah. Yeah, that, that's all really good results. And then another thing, our website viewers skyrocketed. So we added a load more budget to our retargeting campaigns and again, oh, see good results from that. That's great, yeah. But yeah, I guess, I guess um, in terms of... Sorry, you go. Oh, no, I, I was just going to ask if, uh, if some of these campaigns have been uh, prospecting campaigns, trying to get some of the new people that aren't usually on Facebook during these times. Yes, we do have prospecting campaigns running, but... We just don't necessarily chuck as much budget behind it as the others because, yeah, the return's not quite as good. Um, Makes sense yeah, right now. We're, yeah. we're now spending more budget than we ever have done on the Facebook campaigns. And with some of the campaigns, we've seen like a 20 return ROAS, which has been amazing. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what were you getting before, before this crisis? Um, it would range anywhere between sort of 7 to 10 so yeah, it's, okay. yeah, we've so gone massively. The ads are possibly more effective now. Yeah, for just so many people. Yeah, and I, I guess I just put it down to um, yeah, people being on their phones more. And I know a lot of companies have um, stopped with uh, paid spe- paid advertising. So mm-hmm. I guess there's uh, more chance for people to uh, gain more profit from their ads. Yeah, so for the people that have the budget to run those ads right now. Exactly. Nice. Uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you about uh, as the response from True Vintage was uh, the NHS bear. Uh, could you tell me a little more about how it came about and uh, the story behind that? Yeah, so um, again, it came about, we were just having a bit of a brainstorm about how we can keep the uh, business uh, running at a good level. And uh, one way we thought about doing this was a chance to give back to the community whilst also creating a bit of buzz about our brand and raising mm-hmm. brand awareness. So we came up with an idea of a t-shirt in which a hundred percent of the profits would get donated to our national health service. Um, so yeah, the, the idea of the t-shirt was to rework an old design that we had in, which was an illustration of a teddy bear. And, um, we did it for the Football World Cup where we had four different teddy bears wearing 
iconic retro kits. Um, uh-huh. So yeah, we reworked that to make the bear wearing scrubs with the NHS printed on it and um, got the design work uh, mocked up as quickly as possible and put it on our site. And yeah, the uh, response was absolutely amazing to it. So, yeah, very, yeah, that out. Yes, we've had we've had them up for about a month now, and we've raised nearly twenty thousand pounds for the NHS. Oh, so, wow. yeah, it's been really good, and um, we get obviously people tagging us in their pictures, and then we repost them on our Instagram. So that creates more buzz about it, and then with influencers wearing them. Um, so yeah, we're we're just like buzzing that we've raised that much for the NHS. And yeah, that's, that's great. See, that's the kind of difference in like tonal messaging that i like to see from these not the ones like yeah uh, <laughs> i think the best i've seen was the tweet where someone was was like you know before it used to be buy a toyota and now it's we're all in this together buy a toyota. <laughs> yeah, I remember the response like that have, <laughs> yeah. yeah a great thing that both pushes the brand and helps the nhs and helps the crisis exactly yeah yeah they're doing an amazing job so shout out to the uh, key workers out there yeah uh, you know, I know we touched on this a little bit with uh, there being more people online, more people shopping right now. But beyond that, have you noticed any general changes in consumer behavior during this social distancing? Um, yeah, so I'd, I'd guess that there's obviously certain sectors which are thriving from uh, the current situation. So you look at like your home fitness, um, your streaming sites and mm-hmm home grooming like hair clippers and stuff like that so i think people are shopping for what benefits them right now so mm. in the sense that people know they can't get out and go to a gym so they're buying stuff that they can use now at home and people know they're going to be around the house a lot more so they're going to be investing in netflix and plowing yeah. through every series of that they can <laughs> um, oh yeah i'm right there with them <laughs> yeah yeah i think everyone's in that boat um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I think that's one of the big advantages for for retailers that are able to continue business somewhat as usual during this. Is that uh, these are the habits, these are the new the new e commerce shopping habits that people are going to start forming. Exactly. Yeah, and I, c- I can see e commerce um, thriving a bit from it beyond the pandemic as well, just because yeah. I guess people are put, they're having to shop online at the moment, and it's putting a lot more faith in their online shopping. So. Exactly. customers having more faith in it in the future and then i think retailers probably focusing on e-commerce because they've seen how important an online presence is absolutely and yeah the more positive experience they have the more likely they are to return and build a relationship with the brand oh. so it's, a, exactly, it's a, tough yeah. time, a lot of opportunity as well sure yeah yeah well i guess the last thing i wanted to ask you bruno is just a general if there's any advice uh, that you wanted to give to online retailers about staying profitable during this yeah, so um, I guess what I'd use is from my own, my own experiences and true vintage experiences that I think what we've done really well is create quite a good emotional connection with our customers. So when when the whole thing came about, we put out an Instagram post and an email just saying that now is the best time more than ever to support your local and independent businesses. And we said that we're not necessarily saying shop with us, but if you have a local store, then support it because no one really wants to see a business go under at this time. And everyone reacted really well to that. And then on top of that, with the NHS bears, people knowing they're able to give back something um, when they like a product. I think that's just created a great connection with our customer base. 
Um, so yeah. if, if you can find a way of doing that, then definitely run with it as the customers will certainly buy into it. I think that, um, I think that makes sense. Yeah. Just use empathy as you create your messaging. Exactly. So, yeah. And then um, I'd also say that find the marketing that works for you. So for us, it's obviously Facebook and Instagram because that's generally where our age range customer base mm-hmm. is. Um, and we, we saw that the ads were doing well. So we've put more money into it. And on that's onto my next point as well. Use the data to back up everything you do. So see what campaigns are working for you and which aren't, yeah. and, know, and then guide where to pull the budget from, et cetera. And use Google analytics, website analytics, just everything to make every decision that you're placing your actions on. I think being more data-driven is is going to be one of the key things to surviving this because people have less discretionary funding. You need to know that the money you're investing is going to be coming back to you. Yeah. 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 Uh, Well, Bruno, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to sit with us. No, thanks so much for having me. Sit with us, I should say, in your own home, and I'm in my own home. I wish you and True Vintage great luck in the future. Thank you very much. Take care. Thank you. You too. Bye. And that was my conversation with Bruno Jeffrey, head of marketing at True Vintage. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to this podcast for more interviews with e-commerce thought leaders about how they're dealing with the current crisis. Thank you.